Welcome to The Bottleneck. The Bottleneck is a podcast dedicated to the love of factory and automation games. We're here to bring you the latest news and game reviews in the genre. I'm your host, Dave, joined by my fellow co-host, longtime friend, and virtual drinking buddy, Chris. We have decades of gaming experience across a variety of gaming genres, and have in the past couple years shared a deep appreciation for factory and automation games. We will start off today as usual, by talking about our first bottleneck, what's in the glass? Chris, what are you drinking? I have an acid drop out of Black Plague Brewing in Oceanside, California. It's a light lager with lemons, so I would describe it as like a it's a lighter shandy-style beer. So it's not overwhelm, overwhelming like a summer shandy from Lineys, but uh, definitely a good bit of lemon flavor, but... Very well-made beer. There's no off flavors or anything. Crisp, clean, and delicious. What about you, Dave? I uh, need a little pick-me-up. My kids have been running me ragged lately. A lot of a lot of waking up in the middle of the night. So I made myself some decaf coffee and threw in some of my homemade Irish cream. And I gave the recipe to a few episodes ago. Um, so that's what I started with tonight. Very nice. That sounds delicious. I might have to go for one of those in the second round. There were a few significant patches in the past few weeks since our last episode. Factory Town had an update to version 2.1. They had a big 2.0 update a little while back. Uh, There were a lot of quality of life changes involved with that. I still haven't managed to play since that. 2.1, it seems, made a lot of improvements in how storage priority works, and that was the big change there. Satisfactory also released Update 6 to Experimental and has released a lot of bug, uh, a lot of patches for bug fixing. They also released a video recently saying they are going on vacation for a little bit and they wouldn't be really working or releasing much during that time period. Uh, That makes Dave and I both happy, though, that they're not. You know, pulling a blizzard and driving their developers to insanity at the, at the same time. So kudos yeah. to them. Always good to find companies with work-life balance. Captain of Industry released a 0.4.8 patch. Uh, they did it to experimental branch a few days before they brought it out to everyone for early access. There were a lot of improvements to logic for dumping materials on the ground and like filling up water. Hey, there was the ability to just sort of like delete products from buildings rather than having to cart them away. And there were a lot of other minor updates or patch notes for this one were quite extensive. They're still making a lot of updates with every, every update for a captain of industry there. And then in some other notable news, final upgrade, which happens to be our game review of the week, delayed their 2.1 update. Uh, it was supposed to be released or experimental, but they decided to pull that back and look at some code refactoring. I guess they have some serious issues they want to address with that. Denki, the company behind Autonauts, started selling some merchandise that's Autonauts branded, clothes and coffee mugs, things like that. Uh, it's uh, some pretty cute stuff if you're into that. I don't particularly enjoy having merchandise from video games. I'm not sure why but I guess I just don't buy a whole lot of merchandise, period, or anything. So that could be why. 
And then Tectonica did another monthly Ask Me Anything. There wasn't a whole lot of groundbreaking information in this one. The most interesting piece I saw, that may have been alluded to earlier, though, was in addition to regular research using buildings, which they call the research cores, you apparently also need to scan some aging technology that's laying around in the environment in order to unlock some things. That almost uh, comes off similar to Satisfactory with their MAM upgrades and yeah, you have to go yeah. get hard drives and yep. bring them in. So that's pretty cool. Looking yep. forward. Still looking forward to that game. Can't wait for us to get into the uh, to the alpha on that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's part, like part of their push to make exploration matter where like you have to go out and find some things before you can really progress. I like that. And yeah, they, I think... Wish Satisfactory did it better. Yep. You know. Sure do. So this week's game review is Final Upgrade. Final Upgrade is a space-based factory and automation game from Taos X. It is currently Taos X's only offering, and they released it uh, September 14th, 2020. Final Upgrade is a procedurally generated overhead view grid-based building game. It's very heavy with the logistics where a large portion of the success of the game is reliant upon setting up efficient trade routes between sectors. The game provides you with some initial blueprints, buildings for building ships and stations. It has a very in-depth building and blueprinting system for cataloging your own creations. And you can even link your current creations back to the original blueprint. So if you make updates to that blueprint, it'll propagate to the existing ships that you have. The tutorial is very thorough and long, but as you'll see in the rest of the review, it is actually pretty welcome for a game like this. Uh, The tutorial starts you off in space above Earth and assists you in expanding to other planets and asteroids around the sun. And then eventually, It assists you with expanding to other star systems and planets in other sectors. Progress in the game is handled by working through a large research tree. Research requires memory capacity, which is gained through leveling up colonies. There are research modules which take power and generate XP for you, which is then used towards the research upgrades. To level up a colony, you have to provide it with resources and items through the aforementioned trade routes. The game has a few currencies, most notably are power, raw resources, manufactured resources, and the research points. Most sectors that you claim provide at least one raw resource. Some have asteroids, which provide random resources, and as you deplete the asteroid, there's new resources that come out from it. From those raw resources, the player builds extensive factories, which converts them to refined ingredients, which then go on to make more complex items. These items then feed the colonies through their demands or are items used by combat ships. Some raw resources can also be converted to fuels, which are used to power generators. All ships, stations, or research facilities in the game consume power. There are special energy transfer ships you can create to move power between stations and to, other, and to refuel other ships. Another use for power is through claiming of sectors, which consumes, in some cases, very large amounts of power. The higher the grade of the sector, the more power is required to claim it. Lastly, there is some hostile craft in the game. 
I've only encountered passive craft, but they were hostile when I jumped into the system in which they existed, despite being of neutral standing to them. So that's a brief overview on the game. Dave, what are your initial impressions of it? Well, my impressions are still quite initial, unfortunately. I was not able to find a ton of time to play this one. I'm only about four, three or four hours in. I struggled a lot getting into it, which is part of the reason that I have so little time in it. It's a little bit hard to navigate in. I was not impressed with the controls. Um, there are some great ideas. There's some really good automation pieces, but then there are some some parts of the building that are just incredibly tedious too. So there's a lot of potential, and what I've read about the 2.1 update that's supposed to be coming, it looks like he's doing a bit of an overhaul of how things are built and some quality of life stuff that might be really helpful in getting past some of my issues, but right now i'm i just haven't been that drawn into this one how about you yeah i have about 10.2 hours according to steam at this time um i thought the game was pretty extensive on the surface so i was glad there was a tutorial but the tutorial was both a blessing and a curse i thought it was a little bit annoying because it's a little intrusive and it won't let you do anything but the tutorial which i guess that's all right but there were some things i wanted to maybe explore further but it really didn't let me, and it kind of forced me into it. Um, let's see. I found the controls to be a little frustrating as well. Um, I only rage quit once with the controls, though, so I guess that, you know, I guess that's something. But things like the uh, the the building interface, right? It's just very, <laughs> I don't know. It's just kludgy. You know, you you select the building for it, and then if you're like, oh, that's the wrong building. I need a compactor, not the other one. And you try to back out, it backs you completely out of the build system. So then you have to go back in, get with what you're doing. And then as I'm expanding the, the base, the construction ships keep getting in the way. And you keep having to click on them and hit X to send them away. And, you know, as you're trying to build and expand, and yeah, you could pause the game. But, you know, I wanted to, to build as I'm planning. One thing I did like about this one compared to some of the others is that you can pause and speed up time. Right. Yeah, like satisfactory, there is none of that, right? Yeah, you it's can't just... even pause with the menu through escape. You have to quit the game to stop it. Exactly. Uh, one thing I did like, though, is when the colonies upgrade, you can select a little upgrade icon in the bottom right, and there's an auto route button there. And if you click auto route, it automatically sets up the new trade route for it. I did not I, notice that. Yeah. And you don't have to close it out either. So if you don't manufacture the item yet that it requires, you just have to hit the X instead of like dismissing it with the right click. So hmm. you always have like a little to-do list at the bottom of where you need to go to next. So I figured, figured that out. That was pretty neat. I eventually got tied to the route system. When you're in the map, you hit F. And then you, if you select on each one of the icons... Right, you have to cycle through them, but it'll tell you like which ones re require an item and then where it's produced. You can drag those routes in. So, about once an hour as I'm building and expanding, I go back into that menu and see if there's any optimizations I can do to the trade routes. Yeah, I liked the idea of the trade routes and how that was all set up, but I found it really annoying to have to 
press F and then pick the material every time I wanted to look at trade routes. Like if I, you know, if I have four different materials, I want to check out what my trade routes are for. I have to go through it four different times. And that was another frustrating thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they, on the mini map, they could do like miniature icons off the one side of the page. You just have to click on it, click on it, click on it, click on it. Right. Yeah. You don't have to keep toggling in and out of screens for it. Okay. But maybe that's an improvement they could do down the road or something. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I mean, I found setting up the assembly lines all right. Um, I was looking at some old ideas online for setting up factories, and apparently the storage tiers have come out since then. And you apparently you could just place a storage item and import from another star in. We're all setting up these two two height walls and dragging an actual place on the floor for it to drop. And you know, yeah. one, one of the weird things I found was you're in, like the. Uh, I forget where it is. If you're on Mars or Venus and they have like the pre-canned blueprints they want you to put down during it and it uses like that waterfall system where apparently in space there's gravity that yeah, drags that, everything to one side. <laughs> right. I'm like, why? Like, can I choose what direction? Like, why? Why is it just sliding off the platform? This isn't yeah. how it would work. So um, that was a little bit weird. Yeah. But overall, once you realize that you can kind of utilize it to your advantage in some instances. Um, but overall, I mean, the storage, the actual storage buildings hold way more items than you can do with those anyways. So I ended up uh, going back through and rewriting a bunch of my blueprints. Yeah, it was a little annoying to have to assign every single, well, to, to have to assign buildings to what they hold or make all the time. Um, I know that you, it is useful that you can like copy easily between buildings, but even that is like, it requires a click of multiple buttons rather than a hotkey. As far as I know, um, that I found kind of annoying. There's no like shift click like there is in DSP or um, things yeah, like it, that. Yeah. It, or like in DSP, you can hit the less than sign to, yep. to copy the current recipe from the building and the right or the greater than sign to uh, to assign it out. Um, yep. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like you have to right click to get into the building. Then you have to click um, copy to selected buildings and then you can drag over the buildings that you need. When it's one of those, if I'm feeding iron ore into a smelter, it should just make iron ingots, right? Like it or whatever. It yeah. shouldn't. I shouldn't have to select the recipe. <laughs> it's only a one in one out type of building. So why are you selecting anything at all in that instance? Yeah. Um, so um, overall though, with the gameplay, I thought it was our, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I like space games. Um, I got a, I mean, I'm probably 60 sectors in at this point. So I got a wow. pretty big thing going on I'm about halfway through the research tree. Uh, my only worry um, and it might be getting there already for me is it does feel like it's getting a little bit tedious or mundane. Like it felt like it was a lot deeper right off the bat. And I feel like I'm already hitting, uh, you know, dug as deep as the game, the gameplay, uh, allows at this time. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten anywhere near that, but I thought it was maybe a little bit more tedious than some of these games. Some of the other games are, 
from the very beginning. So I'm not sure. It, it, there's just so much to keep track of. Like, I don't know. I, I realize that, you know, in DSP, you have different planets and Factorio, you've got this big sprawling factory. But like zooming in and out and trying to hunt for the sector you're looking for is just, I, I found it kind of annoying. Oh, that's actually a pet peeve too. I completely forgot about that. And this is probably getting into controls as well. But when you're on the trade menu or the map menu and you have something highlighted for trade, you can't just zoom in on the planet that you were on or zoom into another planet. Like, Oh, I want to go check out how the operations are going. No, you have to cancel out of, out of the trade menu, which you're already on the map in order to zoom into that area. Like, why does it matter <laughs> if yeah. I have something stuck to just let me zoom in? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, and learning out like each sector, there's four squares and two on the left, two on the right. And that tells you like which one is being produced there and then which one it needs for an upgrade and which one it needs permanently. Right. So there's like clues there, but well, there's, it's the left side is the what it produces and what you need to upgrade its production. And the right side is what it needs all the time and what it needs to upgrade its population. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. Maybe I just haven't found it, but I feel like there could be a way to filter or search for a certain item or. Yeah, I can't even imagine managing 60 sectors with that. Like, I I think I I ended (laughs) up with 16 at the end of my playtime, and even that was getting a little annoying to switch around between them. Yeah, my biggest issue is figuring out where I put a specific production line. Right with that many sectors, and I'm like, oh, I think I put it over here somewhere. <laughs> and you go over to that system, you're like, oh yeah, I wasn't even close on that. Maybe it's over here. So like trying to find where I'm producing. Maybe I'm just not used to the layout or the interface yet at this point. But yeah. I'm definitely losing things. But you know, one one thing I did really like. Um, I want something positive to leave this section. Um, is how you once you've built a once you've built different ships you can automate them and it has a few different uh intelligent designs like you can automate a ship to go around and send energy to any ships or stations that are low on it or you can send something around constructing things so whenever you go to build something onto a a station if you need to expand it you don't need to like send a particular ship there and worry about whether it can build it or not. No, you just slap down that thing and a ship will just show up because you've built a constructor ship somewhere and it'll fill everything in for you. Yes. I love that. The ability to set the AI, the ship policies, I think, and station policies. Yes. Right. Like this is an energy station. You're going to transfer power to two ships instead of take it for a moment. Yeah. That was awesome because that automates a lot of that thinking, right? Yep. It just it, it just goes. Yep. So it makes huge... it a little more tolerable that I've got 60 sec- sectors doing all kinds of different things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it's it the automation of activity in the game is really nice even if yeah. like building the things to do the automation can be a little annoying. Oh yeah, totally agree on that. That's probably one of its biggest positives. Love it. Hmm. And then what did you think about the balance? Um I so I, I mentioned that you can pause and you can speed up and slow down time, which is a nice feature. But 
I felt like things moved generally really slowly when you were at 1x speed. I found myself using 2x and 4x more than I'd like to in a game like this. Maybe I'm just like not ramping up and upgrading things at the right pace. Like in the tutorial, you know, it would guide you through like, okay, go to this sector, claim it. You know, you started researching these technologies and I would like, I would claim the sector and build my, you know, my fuel processing plant or whatever. And then I'd set everything up and be like, oh, but I'm still two technologies away from what I need to actually turn this fuel into energy so what do i do i just sit here in 4x speed for a minute and wait for that to happen it seemed like the cost of the technology scaled up very quickly um like i was looking through the tech tree and it's like okay you know things at the beginning are costing 2000 and 4000 but by you know by a few and like i'm researching steel plates and it's 64000 it's like you know eight times what the what my iron ingot pr- production was. And right. It added a, a another bit onto it for you. Yeah. They're fairly early game items and they're just like massively expensive. Yeah, I ran into that to a same issue. Um despite how many colonies and sectors I have, I'm getting to the point where things are, you know, five hundred and twelve thousand XP, one million XP, right? And and it's getting to the point where I think the last time just to get to get to the research item that I need in order to research like whatever was the iron nickel composite thing, right? In order to upgrade the colonies to get more space, I had to wait so long with the existing ones to upgrade to get enough free space so I can store that technology. And I know you can like for, for, for get technologies and free up space. That seems like really wasteful. And, but I'm with you. It's the, uh, the storage does not keep up with the cost and it does not scale. It's not linear by any means. It's definitely uh, exponential with the cost increase. And it's, yeah, that balance is definitely a little bit off. I think it needs to be reworked a little bit, or maybe I'm maybe I went about it wrong and I researched down one path too quickly. But I mean, I was expanding. I I expanded to every single system possible before I was completely enclosed by enemy ships, right? And I was still not getting enough memory fast enough. I was sitting idle. I think at one port for like forty five minutes to free up enough space to build the next item. To, yeah, to satisfy a colony, right? Yeah, it, it's frustrating to me in a game like this and in an automation game when you can say something with a straight face like, maybe I'm not playing it right because there <laughs> should be no wrong way to play it, right? Right. Oh, totally. But yeah, the, uh, the fact that you can run out of space and you have to wait for colonies to upgrade, which could take a while, it's like, well, I, actually, I think I played this wrong, and I'm going to have to delete some of my research to go research other things. Yep, now I'm with you. Yeah, so it could um, use some balance work there for sure. Yeah. One, one thing that's nice, though, is uh, all resources appear to be unlimited. So if that's your, your thing, yes, you might have to wait for things to produce, but because everything is infinite, you should be able to expand factories to keep up if you don't mind copy-pasting it after a while. 
Yeah. Did you do anything with asteroids? Because it looked like they were limited, but like you had to send ships there to mine them and could maybe do it faster. I don't know. I, I didn't touch them. Yeah. So all I did is I built a couple miners. And then if I had a factory that needed like silicon, for instance, and I had an asteroid that was silicon, the miner would go out and when the ship policy was set, it automatically mined it and brought it to uh, to the colony that needed it or to the sh- station that needed it. So like got fulfilled and did all that. I mean, the thing is that the, the stations and the colonies you have, once you get them upgraded, they produce a really good amount of the raw resources. So the miners pretty much sit idle because the trade buildings are already importing more than enough and they're maxed out. So yeah, at least at this time, I haven't really had much use for them. I've seen them run a couple times, but it's not like they're constantly working. Yeah. Yeah. We've already made some complaints about the controls. Do you have anything else to mention there? Um, I mean, my biggest grief was if I hit, um, if I hit F to go into trade routes, I expect to hit F to exit the trade routes. Or if I hit um, whatever that is for the blueprints O or I think U. O is DSP U. If you hit U for it and I hit it again, it should exit. Um, not every hotkey when you hit it a second time closes whatever it was. And I find that really annoying because it's like, well, how do I get out of this screen? I got to go hit the X in the corner. It's like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Um, the escape key is too far away for it to be the thing that exits everything. Right. That's why Q is used in like Factorio, right? Because it's yep. It's in the game row, so or the game cluster. Yeah. So I think uh, controls need some uh some work, but it is early access, right? So that's feedback yep. that that the developer could take, and I think and it sounds like it. in the two point one update there may be some changes. That'd be good. Um, and there's already been some some uh, additions when it comes to building that are that are helpful compared to like reviews I've seen of the game in earlier stages. So he is definitely improving the game as it goes. And then graphics and sound. Um, I actually did play with the sound on this one for a little bit. I thought it was gave off the futurist spacey vibe that it's that it should, but. Every now and then it feels, I felt like it was in your face or it was like uh, kind of not loud, but ob- ob- obnoxious, I guess is what I would say. Yeah, I, I didn't pay much attention to the sound. The graphics were solid. Um, There's nothing spe- too special, but it was pretty easy to tell what everything was. Yeah, then what did you think about the, the weight of the game or the difficulty? Yeah, it's a pretty low pressure. I didn't really, I encountered some other neutral factions, but I didn't even jump into their systems. Um, The game holds your hand a lot early on. There's a hint system that I think you can turn off, but I found it pretty useful once you're out of the tutorial even. Um, it, It helps like, yeah, remind you that, oh, you need to build a trade route somewhere or, hey, this is probably something you should research in the near future. Um, but yeah, it's very low pressure. It, you know, we talked about how sometimes you're just sitting there waiting for stuff to happen. Uh, maybe, maybe I could have been building other ships or something, but also like I was running low on iron. So I had two ships being built and I was just sitting there and being like, well, 
I can't really build anything else right now. So what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm about to jump into combat in it. I'm in the process of building my uh, a missile and um, and, a, and a kinetic ship at the same time. See if I can go. But I'm curious if they're going to get aggressive once I... Because they're new to right now and they just sit there, but... I think I saw that they're supposed to like go to war with you once you invade their... Once you try to claim their systems, I think is what it is. But, yeah, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, sounds like I'm going to have to ramp up uh, missile production and shell production and all that. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I guess that's up to the to the player if they want to jump into that or not i probably will but yeah everything's you know things are unlimited so there's no real pressures at this time so i'm with you it's pretty pretty low uh pretty low in the difficulty department at this time in terms of like outside pressures yeah i i normally i find that that low pressure is my ideal for weight but it almost seemed too low pressure and too low impact. Like there kind of just wasn't enough to do while I was waiting for things to happen. And there was no pressure to push the envelope on what I could be doing, I guess. And then as far as replayability and modding goes, um, you know, it is a procedurally generated and random from what I could tell. Some, uh, some reviews I saw online. So I've only played one playthrough, so I don't know the randomness, but it sounds like the resource di- dispersion changes between games. And then I'm not sure if uh, the layout of the systems change as well, but I imagine it does based on what I've seen. Um, I have not delved into any mods yet at this point. Yeah. I'd, what are your I thoughts on it? I didn't see that there were any mods. Um, I know that you can share ships and modules and stations on Steam Workshop. And there were something like 470 saved there when I checked. So that's pretty neat. I didn't actually delve into any of them. But I might have to check it out for my next play session. Because I found it a little annoying to build some of the stations. And uh, you know, I, I actually haven't built any of my own ships yet. I've only used the the pre-delivered ships because I haven't gotten that far in that I need anything that's not already in a ship that they've delivered but it would be interesting to see what other people have built speaking of the ships I've only built one and that was a research vessel because there's a there's a limit to how big you can make stations especially when you're doing a research one you fill it up fairly quickly so you can only put like thousand a thousand squares worth of stuff in a station for instance right and I have a research station that well exceeded that, so I started building re- research ships in the same system. It has to do with game performance, I guess, is how they were wording that in the in the help pages for it. Yeah, overall, like I said, I wasn't really able to get totally absorbed by this game. Um, part of it might just be me, my lack of sleep, and uh, all the work I've been having to do lately. I haven't been able to really give it my full attention and dive into it so far. I'd say it's about a five out of 10, but it could definitely go up for me. Um, I'd I'd like to give it another go, but I'll probably wait until after the 2.1 update to see if those quality of life improvements help it at all. Yeah. I've 
been teetering my score right now. It's, I'm still in the, the initial impression, so I expect this to go up as the game improves. It is still early access, but I was about a 6.5 out of 10. Um, I did have a couple long binging sessions where I was playing it well into the night, and typically if I don't like the game, you're not going to catch me playing it in long sessions like that. I'll play it for a few minutes and then move on. So the fact that I'm 10.5 hours in and have gone into those binging sessions, uh, it's a positive game for me, and I'll definitely continue to play it. So then where can you find Final Upgrade? Uh, right now it is available via Steam, and they actually have a demo of it. So you go ahead and try it out and see if this is the type of game for you. They have a Discord that you can find on their Steam page. Um, I love that they have a demo. I would definitely recommend checking that out if you're into this kind of game. If it sounds at all interesting to you. Um, I look forward to seeing how the game develops. what that sound is round two of what's in the glass what are you drinking i am now drinking an anti-hero ipa from revolution brewing right here in chicago i used to live right down the street from the uh, from the brewery Uh, it's a pretty nice pretty hefty ipa but one of my favorites it's got a lot of citra hops which are my favorite hop uh it's a it's a very tasty one how about you? I am going with Victory's Golden Monkey, Belgian style Trapel. It's coming in at nine and a half percent. Very definitely, those Belgian flavors are very upfront in this. You get a lot of that clove and the banana, the banana pudding type of sense of it, right? Yeah. Um, delicious definitely a warm a warm beer so yeah you have to be a fan of, of belgian trapels yeah you're not a fan of them then i can't stand those belgian styles i love a good sour i think like a flemish red but the belgians just the banana the cloves don't do it for me it's all right you know well, what else have you been playing with oh um so let's see i have been playing Stacklands. That's a game I picked up during the Steam sale. Playing a little bit of that. And then, uh, let's see, been doing a lot of DSP. Uh, checking out some different mods. Uh, just uh, doing a little bit of bug fixing here or there. With uh, relaying some information on mods to the mod creators. Still doing a lot of that. Uh, and trying to get my brother up to speed so that he's useful when we play when we, when we go to play a multiplayer game, <laughs> letting him giving him a lot of tips and tricks and whatnot. So good. Yeah. I, what about you? What have you been playing? Like I said, I've been uh, a little out of it lately. It's been harder to focus between work and not sleeping much. Um, I think I mentioned that I was going to get auto knots for the switch just to see how it plays compared to the PC. and. Uh, it's I I did get it and it was a bit of a struggle with the controls. They were kind of annoying to me at first. Mostly just made me want to play out of nuts more on the PC, which I did some of. I've actually been flipping back and forth between the two versions to kind of compare a little bit. And uh, 
the console version has grown on me some. It's still still a little bit weird to control that one with a controller, but it's not as bad as I thought it was um, at first blush. I've also been doing a decent amount of DSP. I'm uh, I just just needed to get a little farther to do my first under twenty five hour finish on a half resources run. Um, but yeah, I'm at like nineteen hours, and I'm just need to put together 4,000 universe cubes before I can finish up. Basically I've got it. Most other stuff researched. Um, Almost there though. Yep. But I just haven't gotten that over the finish line. I played it a lot a couple weeks ago and then I've petered out a little bit, focused more on auto knots, played a little bit of stack lines as well. And I've, I've been flitting around a little bit between different games. I, loaded up satisfactory a couple times play a few short sessions getting a, a new playthrough up to where i'm actually automating things but that one's always so tedious to get started in in my opinion and i threw on a bit of XCOM chimera squad some at the gates just a little bit of slipways i was just playing a lot of different things when i was getting a little bit uh bored yeah, I was. I'm still tossing around uh, signing up for a Steam Deck, and I'm, you know, with the type of games that we like to play, I'm. One of my hesitations with picking it up is that I'm going to be disappointed with how the, how the games have been, handling, console style play. Yeah. Obviously, the Steam is a little bit more flexible than or the Steam Deck's a little more flexible than like your traditional console. It's got a lot more buttons on the front and back, but. It's still, you know, just like playing a first-person shooter on a console, there's no replacement for a keyboard and mouse. Yep, agreed. And then outside of that, you know, I'm a big idle guy, idle game guy, so wife and I play Eggs Inc. together, and I think I play three different idle idle games on my desktop computer at the same nice. time, too. So I'm always playing those, always keeping up with them. So those are always going, but not many games this past week for me either. Just like you, a lot of busy, a lot of personal things going on. Uh, that's actually a good segue. Uh, outside of Stacklands, is there any other games that you picked up from the the big Steam sale? Now that we're, now that it's done, um, I picked up a few more and haven't really touched any of them. I got Fortress Craft, Craft Evolved. It's another factory game. Uh, I played it for maybe a half hour tops just to poke at it a bit, but it clearly required a lot of focus and attention to get into. So I I wasn't up for that at the time. I grabbed Moons of Ardan, which is a sort of a colony builder a la uh, DSP where you have like a bunch of different planets. Um, Another one that I played for a few minutes and decided I wasn't in the mood for a colony builder, city builder type game. So I stopped. I got Core Keeper, actually not through Steam, through a different sale. But uh, this is one that's kind of in the vein of like a Stardew Valley or um, Terraria, that style of thing. Um, and it's fun. It's like a, you know, sort of survival-y uh, crafting, farming type thing. It was neat, but another one that I, I keep uh, most of the games, game styles that I like require a lot of investment and focus, and I just haven't had that. So I haven't been able to get into them. 
And the last one I grabbed was Little Big Workshop, which is kind of another factory and automation game, but it has a a bit more of like a mobile game feel that really turned me off at first play. So um, another one that I'll have to try again later on, but I didn't get into it now. What else did you pick up in the Steam sale? Uh, outside of Stacklands, uh, I picked up Hades on your recommendation, since you're a big fan of it, and also XCOM Chimera Squad as well. Um, I have a lot of stuff on my wish list that I ended up not buying because life got busy, and then this, the Steam sale was done, and I completely forgot to pick them up. So I'm going to have to wait for the fall or winter sale, I guess, for them to come back around, and hopefully they, they do come back around. But uh, I did play a little bit of Stacklands, though, and... It's a very interesting game. I don't know if I'm a big fan of the interface of it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then I'm hoping to get uh, some game time with Hades here soon. Also uh, installed N- Nakara Bloodpoint. That was a recommendation. It's a battle royale, but it's more medieval style. So there's some ranged weapons, but there's a big focus on um, on the melee aspects of it. So. Looking at getting some gameplay with that as well, but that was picked up and installed. And that's about it for uh, Steam Sale. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. If you guys have any suggestions for us, please let us know. We're always looking forward to your feedback. You can email us at bottlenecktshow at gmail.com hit us up on twitter at bottleneck underscore show or check us out on twitch the bottleneck show we'll see you next time as always the factory must grow the factory must grow